There you go. I can definitely hear you now. Oh, you can hear me now? Yeah, I heard the audio coming right away. Yeah, there we go. How do I sound? Whoa. Do I sound clear? Yeah, yeah, you sound good. You're good. Cool, cool, cool. What do I mean? Do I sound, I sound good in your end? Yep. Cool. Sounds great. Well, people, welcome to another episode of My GBF with Mikey Sparkles. I am your host, Mikey Sparkles. Uh, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a fellow wrestler, um, a fellow brother in the locker room, um, a fellow, um, I guess, the uh, person that's going to endure this hurricane that we are now in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if 2020 couldn't have gotten any fucking worse. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I have Carlos, and, and forgive me if I mispronounced your name. Is it is it Soko or Suko? Soko. It is Soko. Um, Soko. So, like, so, like, my friends call me Soko, but my enemies call me Socorro. Socorro, okay. So, so the full name is, is Carlos Soko Socorro. Well, um, if you want to go, uh, yeah, my, my name is uh, Carlos Socorro, but I go by Soko. Soko, okay. Got it. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm terrible at, at uh, introductions. No worries. Uh, but anyhow, uh, also, thank you for being at uh, last Saturday's show. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, I had a blast. Thank you for uh, letting me come and join. Absolutely. Uh, you're there with your, your father, correct? Yeah, my father and my sister. Okay, wow. Did they enjoy the show? Oh, they had a blast. They loved you. <laughs> you <laughs> they know, thought you were man, fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, once once I come from behind that curtain, um, I, which, I, you know, I think we all are, especially, uh, you know, um, first show back in, in several months uh once that music hits and I, I i get from behind that curtain man i just i let my alter ego take over and that's just that's all I, that's i just let it go i don't care if i fuck up in the match if i trip on the way to the ring you know i just got there and i'm like man i just it's just something something about performing in front of people and something about just just being a wrestler it's just a it's a unique experience that, that a lot of people don't know a lot about it's it's crazy because um, if you think about it, like um, if you're not a wrestler, most people won't understand what we feel when we go to the ring, and how we exactly. let go of everything. Dude, it's it's therapy uh, for a lot of guys, including myself um, and girls, of course. Um, but it's just like I said, the wrestling community, um, especially the past like you know, I'm gonna say maybe two or three years, it's really gotten a resurgence back. Um, but yeah, you got to be a little crazy to kind of want to go out there and throw yourself around and, and possibly get injured and um, you know it, it's I, I tell a lot of people that are like oh you know Mikey um, you know what makes you you know what what how is wrestling coordinated or like you know is it real is it fake and I'm just like you know what it's a hard thing to explain because it's it's definitely real you have to be some kind of you know you gotta have your stamina you gotta have you know a little bit of uh, athleticism of course um it's not. It's not something everybody can do. I'll put it that way. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not something everyone can do. And it's like, for like, let's say for me, for wrestling, when it comes to like being in that ring, um, I've had a lot of people try to start with me when I was tra- first started training back in two thousand eight, and like mm-hmm. a lot of they just fell off. Like out of like 
think six of my friends, I'm the only one that kept doing it. Wow. So it's it's definitely not for everybody. No, it's and uh, it's it's a uh, it's an investment too, man. I can't tell you how much I've spent on gear alone. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, 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 and oh, I don't even talk about that. <laughs> Look, dude, I, I'm telling you. Um, so oh, oh shit, drop the phone. Um, so when did so when did you actually? become like a fan of wrestling how old were you when you when you saw wrestling for the first time you were just like man like that is fucking cool and i just i I need to see more of it i don't think i started wrestling until i like around nine or ten um because i was mainly focused on playing football and playing baseball playing soccer um so like i wasn't really paying attention too much but like then one i think i saw that the wrestlemania match with uh Steamboat and Macho Man, I think WrestleMania 3. And that's when I first okay, started yeah. watching wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, and then fell in love with like Edge and Christian, the Hardys. Um, and then, you know, watching The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, number one guy I watched all over the place. Oh, yeah. um, so that's where I'd say I'd find it when I watched uh, Macho Man and Steamboat. Okay, awesome. Um, so when, when did you... Um... Well, I'll ask you this, because I know for me, this is kind of a struggle. How hard was it to find, um, you know, a trainer, or a legitimate wrestling school, um, like, in your area? Because I know for me, that was – I found a few, but in my experience, either, it, you know, where I live, it was just too much of a hassle to travel, and then on top of that, having to pay. And, and mind you, of course, I'm always willing to pay for good wrestling practice, but, man, sometimes it's kind of hard to find – a legitimate wrestling school or somebody who can legit train you um, because, you know, there's different ways of being trained. Um, right. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of wrestlers and a lot of, you know, guys who have been in it for a while. Um, you know, they kind of tell you like, Oh, you know, where'd you learn how to bump like that? And I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, I just, you know, I kind of just watched people do it. And I kind of just, in, you know, uh, try to re, you know, uh, you know, kind of copy what they do, kind of, you know, just monkey see, monkey do, and just, you know, repetitiveness. Um, but, yeah, so how, how hard was it to find a legitimate wrestling school? And then when you did find one, how hard was it kind of to, like, you know, get in there? Because I know sometimes, you know, especially wrestlers, especially, you know, us that work a lot together, sometimes it's kind of hard for a new guy to break into the clique. They're like, oh, you know, you know, they don't think maybe you're going to last or, you know, maybe you're just not up to the challenge. Right, right, right. So I definitely have a unique story with that. Um, so back in, okay, it had to have been 2000, Katrina was 2001. So mm. it had to have been around 2002. Um, me and a couple of friends were going to go sign up for like a karate school, literally mm. a block away from my house. And uh, this is back in Louisiana. There wasn't wrestling anywhere to learn wrestling. Um and uh, we get to the karate school. We start filling up the paperwork. And then this one of these guys come out the back and was like, hey, there is a wrestling school back there, a pro wrestling school. They got a ring and everything um, if you want to go check it out. And I was like, I never thought ever I was ever going to train for wrestling. Um, right. So when I went to the back, saw the ring, they were running around running spots. At the time, I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, they were running spots. And I was like, fuck karate school. <laughs> right, like I want to wrestle, but I was uh, I was too young to sign up. So okay, 
so illegally they signed me up i don't care um but this this place um i don't want to say their names because uh it just i was with them for about three years they taught me okay. the, base, the basics of a match um the basics on like ring etiquette how to treat veterans uh that type of stuff for three years right. never and never and i only had one match which you can find on youtube i'm not going to tell you how um so and i'm wearing a mask there make it a lot okay. easier um okay but that was the only thing i've I only had one match with that with that particular group, and um, they just were really bitter with a lot of things. We have a, in Louisiana. There's a wrestling boxing commission, and okay. you have to you have to be licensed. You have to pay to throw a show, that type of deal. So they were fighting right. the system, and I had no idea what I was doing because I was a kid learning how to get into the wrestling business, and legit a kid. Um, so what they, as they were fighting the system and getting in all this trouble, and I was like, I can't be a part of this. Um, so I left, uh, I took, I think I was off or I think I've been in wrestle for about two years, three, two or no, about three years. Cause at that point I joined the military, um, in 2007. Okay. And once I came back from training, I ran into, uh, Luke Hawks. Um, I ran into him on a movie set. Okay. Okay, um, yeah. We were doing stunts and, uh, he goes, Hey, uh, me and Orlando Jordan are going to open up a school. Would you want to be a part of it? I was like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of it. Even though I already, already had some basics, I still wanted, I was like, this is like a, a way for me back in. Let's do this. Right. Um, you know, after meeting with Orlando and Luke and talking about Wildcat sports, um, I was part of their first uh, class, I guess you could say. Uh, me and uh, Matt Lancey were the only ones from that course to finish out of like the 12 people that signed up um wow. there was others that finished but um they're no longer wrestling um, right matt lancy is still recovering from an injury i believe i haven't talked to him in a while but um he's still in the business uh, the rest of them haven't we don't see him around um and then once we finished that first class uh orlando and luke had us like start helping training so i was a coach right. at wildcat sports till 2018 um, I kind of took a took a break that year um, to try to start coming back a little bit in 2019. And then, you know, COVID hits and you can't come back in 2020. Um, no. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. Um, so I was with Wildcat from 2010 to 2018. So I was uh, I a uh, Wildcat because I've heard some really great things about Wildcat. I've seen some great performers come out of that. Uh, I believe uh, out of there. Um, oh, Ricky Starks was not trained by Wildcat, <laughs> but he was oh, part. He was not okay. He was part of the first uh, promotions that we were throwing. Like uh, I think the last time he was booked at Wildcat, me and him were supposed to have a singles match, and um, mm-hmm. something happened with scheduling conflicts. Uh, me and me and Ricky Starks talked, still talk every day or every other day. Um, he's a great guy, great wrestler. Uh, very, yeah, uh, very uh, happy to see him uh, where he's at today. Yes, yes, it's very good. Um, I, I, I love seeing people that I've actually seen, like in real life, or not say it's real life, but like that I've actually got a chance to talk to and you know, kind of pick their brain. Um, I remember meeting um, uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was uh, so where I kind of live, we have uh, Hurricane Pro Wrestling. 
based out of Beaumont. Um, so, you know, we are lucky to kind of have, you know, some pretty big names come through there. Um, but it was, I believe it was all, we're having some kind of like uh, a woman's match or some kind of woman's invitation where it was all, all the matches were, uh, you know, women's matches. And uh, Mercedes Martinez was there uh, and I got to pick her brain a little bit, which is great. Um, but I love seeing, you know, I'm like, wow, it, it's it's so weird to, to be new into the wrestling business, but then to also um, be, hold on one second. Uh, it's also great to be, um, you know, into the wrestling business. But but I I fangirl. I still fangirl. When I when I met Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Martinez, I fangirl. Uh, I met Amber Nova, fangirl. I met um, oh god, who else? Um, Ricky Starks. Um, you know, kind of picked his brain too a little bit. Because um, at that point, I was debating about changing from a babyface to a heel. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of trying to get some, you know, some some kind of like, you know, pointers like, you know, you know, I, I, when I go out there, I'm just so used to it. And I'm kind of a tweener now because I kind of, you know, with my with, with Blanky Sparkles, the, the gimmick of it is just like a sassy kind of just, you know, flamboyant type of personality. Um, but I've always, you know, anytime I come out to the crowd, it's always been like baby face, baby face. You know, it, it, you know everybody ends up just like loving me. And I'm like, hmm. I was like, okay, I could work with that. But I was like, man, I kind of want to be an asshole. But I'm like, not <laughs> saying an asshole can't be praised or, or clapped for, but it's just like, man, I was like, these people really love me. And I was like, I'm, I really want to be an asshole. Like, I want to be that asshole that just, like, comes out and just disrespects everybody. But every time I do it, it's just, I, you know, especially when I have a kid come up to me or, or you know, I have a, you know, a person, um, you know, uh, um, you know, LGBT person. Sometimes I have those, yeah. you know, uh, fans show up my show and they tell me like, wow, Michael, or, you know, Mikey, they're like, hey, you're one of the few wrestlers I've met who's actually openly gay and who's actually wrestling, you know, in, in, in my eyes, or, you know, at least being used. Um, you know, it, it's it's cool to see. It's just like, you know, because it's somebody, you know, I think with, with us being wrestlers and us interacting with fans, sometimes it's really nice to kind of you know, even though you may not be at that that level yet, but it's nice to get that recognition of like, wow, like I, you know, I can see myself doing that because I see you doing it. Right, um, right, right. But anyway, I see all that to say. Um, so your very first match, where how'd that go? Were you nervous? Was there mistakes? <laughs> Was it just a shit show? Because <laughs> the, fir- the 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 very first match I had, I think I was, I got to be fifteen, sixteen. And okay. the guy I'm wrestling, um, his gimmick is a nerd, suspenders, okay. plaid pants, button-up shirt, the tie, glasses with the tape, and he came out with a lightsaber. Um, my my gimmick at that time was generic luchador number one. Okay, because I didn't know what I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. I just knew I liked. I liked luchador masks, so I, I wore an Oro mask, and uh, um, I wore paintball pants with a with a like a what did I wear? Some kind of long sleeve Under Armour shirt um, with paintball gloves on. So it was very. Um, I didn't have time to think because of how scripted it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and we legit probably reenacted an entire match that we saw from ECW 
um, uh, with, with Tajiri and with Tajiri when he was wearing the trunks um, and okay. Rob Van Dam and super crazy. Oh, I, think yeah, it was a, okay. I think it was a three-way uh-huh. match that we made into a two-way match somehow uh-huh. and just did every single movement we saw. <laughs> and it made no sense. One side of crowd. So like no, not, no crowd around the ring, just one way. Um, uh-huh. And then there was some type of uh, brawl that happens. Like they come in, they, they threw me through a wall for some reason. They didn't mean to because they didn't own the building. But the uh-huh. but the sheet sheetrock did not hold me when they threw me. So I went through the building to the next room. Um, so um, that part's not filmed, but that's what happened after the match. And uh, yeah, that like honestly, my first match doing that, I was like, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, that that's crazy. Uh, so. After after that after that first match, um, where so when was your when was your second match after the first one? Uh, Wildcat Sports. So five six years Wildcat. later. So five six years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> even though even though I That's stuck smart. around with these guys and hung out with them for a bit, I just right, right. At, that, at that point there was nothing else. And then when me and Luke finally ran into each other, my first match with him, I wrestled a guy. I believe is Jacus Pliskin. Uh, I think he's okay. from. I think okay. he's from Texas. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. And I, and because I was a soldier, still in the army at the time, I couldn't have a certain haircut. I couldn't have facial hair, so the gimmick had to really be based like John Cena, like United States soldier type deal. Um, right. Because there, you know, you can't really do much with your 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 face and your hair in the military. Um, so I was Sergeant Socorro, the baby face of all Sorry. baby faces with the salute coming out to the ring. I do a frog splash with a salute <laughs> coming down. Nice. Um, and um, that match was fun, uh, but it was scary, too, because of how much bigger that dude was than me. Um, yeah. Um, and it was in a like a 50, I think it was just 50 people in the, in the stands, maybe. Um, a one-way show, no fans on the sides either. I was like, "This sounds familiar." Um, <laughs> right. But I'm getting, uh, I'm getting uh, first match vibes here. <laughs> and then uh, the next match we did a, uh, it was all the students from the first class. Um, so it was me, Outlaw Matt Lancey, and this other guy versus like, um, I guess you could say three veterans at the time, um, Joe Kane, the Prince of Pain, Joe Kane, who I still talk to to this day. Um, this guy named Ethan something. I can't remember his name for it, the life of me. Um, but it was like a six, six man match and um, scripted to the bone. <laughs> and that would, and we did that match back to back that Saturday. So we wrestled the first match Friday, that Saturday we did the six man and that Sunday we did the six man. <laughs> wow. And that was like, that was like my first <laughs> wildcat matches. Um, so let me ask you this. I don't know about you, but when I'm in multi-man matches, I get fucking flustered, especially when I have to, um, cause I don't even know. So I, I think, I think you, and, I think you and your family might've left before, um, the semi-main. I, so I, I was in the battle Royal, right. um, and then, uh, I was in a fatal four-way, uh, tag fatal team four-way match. elimination tag match. Yeah. 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 So now... <laughs> With that match, I fucked up my, my one little spot that I had. Um, 
I was supposed to get in the ring and do um, a stutter. <laughs> and somehow, so I, I was facing the wrong way. So I, I kicked my opponent, grabbed him by the neck, and threw him behind me, and then attempted to go for the stutter. And I was like, that looks so I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like right now on camera. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. Whatever. So, um, and of course, when, you know, I, I was uh, tagging with Tyler and, you know, for our for our storyline, you know, of course, he uh, he had turned on me at the end of the, at the, end of the night. <clears throat> so I got beat up by Mayhem Mafia and uh, the women's champion, uh, Alabama. Um, but so, so I, I, my question is, do you also get flustered in, in multi-man matches or is it, or it, you know, do you get some kind of like calm out of the chaos that is a, a multi-man match? And what's your favorite type of match? If you had to, if you had to work a match, like more often than not, what's your favorite type of match? I do have an unpopular opinion when it comes to my favorite match. I'll let you know in a sec. So when it comes to like multi-man matches, um, I didn't do too many in my career, but it took me a long okay. time to understand how they work. Um, I had a tag team partner, Kojak Sly. Um, mm. Me and him would, we, he was still freshly, uh, still new, still learning. Um, so basically what we, what we do is build the match around what he knows and what will make it safe. And doing that type of like coaching and teaching helped me understand the fluidity of a tag match or the fluidity of multi-man matches. Um, so for me, when I'm in the ring, depending on what Socorro you want to get um, is how I gauge um, how I'm going to feel. If, if I am, if I'm heel, if I'm the, the asshole Socorro that no one really likes, but thinks he does cool shit. Um, all I do is punch and kick and we just talk it out. I will call it in the ring. There's no point to get frustrated. Let's hear what the crowd's doing. I'll punch and kick you until you remember what your spot is. <laughs> I'll make the crowd hate me. I'll choke you. What's the next spot? You got it yet? Oh, I'll keep punching you then. <laughs> um, and I'll bring, I'll bring in the tag partner, tag in. Let's do the spots, whatever you want to do. Put them back out. Um, but I'm like, for me, uh, when it comes to the multi-man matches, like that's what – now, if you got the face Socorro – if you want to, you want to, you want to have Soko in the corner. It's a different thing. Um, I'm trying more than likely. I'm the guy that's probably first in the ring, uh, especially at Wildcat at the time. Like I was one of the well-known, I was one of the, the core people, one of the foundations. So like everyone in the crowd knew who I was uh, when right. I was face. And um, I'd go in there, house of, house of fire, do the hot tags, Pumping the, or you know, doing the generic. Let's go! Come on! <laughs> um, right. But this is where I learned how to engage the crowd better. I traveled to the UK, um, spent uh, four weeks there. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but with, with the Knight family, um, the uh, okay. WAW, um, travel with them, and that, and that's where I learned how to work, but not work. Okay. So to make sure the crowd's involved, but not to like blow myself up in, in the process. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's, that's where I learned to be calm during a face, like being a face in the ring for multi-man matches. Now um, for my favorite type of match, there was one year in my career where all I did was 
three man matches. Okay. I did like nine in a row. Um, and putting those together without having to do the method that most people do, knock one guy out, do a spot, come in, knock one guy out, do a spot, come in, knock one guy out, do a spot, come in. Without doing the traditional method, um, what I learned doing those nine matches is like, that's what made me really fall in love with that type of match. Um, trying to find different ways to keep the match going, make it make sense, make the crowd actually understand and care about what I'm doing in the ring. So yeah, the three-way dance. <laughs> three-way dance. Uh, wow. I have been, yeah, I've been in two triple threat matches so far in my career. Um, the first one was was the first one was pretty good. I, I like to say I didn't take the I didn't take the loss, um, but it, it was my first one doing a triple threat match. And I was I was fucking nervous. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, you know, I was just like, because they were like, okay, you remember your spot? I was like, mm, sure, yep, yep, okay, yep, I yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but of course, in, in 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 a lot of matches, a lot of shit doesn't go to plan, or somebody you know trips up, or sometimes you have to. You, may miss your spot you got to work back to it or you're just like hey we'll just we'll you know we'll work through it that's um that's another uh that match was was kind of like my first uh introduction into how to like you know improv and how to talk during the match and uh it's it's also important to know what you're comfortable doing what you're you know what you're able to do also what your opponent is comfortable with what they know how to do um and like I said, once you get to a veteran status, I think, you know, you can just kind of like, oh, you know, this, this. We all have, like, code words, you know, the, um, you know, we do around the world, and, uh, uh, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, until somebody, you know, give me some heat, give me some heat. Um, but I, I, I guess my, my next question would be, how, so how, how did you become comfortable being able to, to improv or, or communicate during, you know, during a match without it being so noticeable and, not, and without the crowd kind of being able to hear what you guys are saying. Let me, uh, <laughs> um, it took a long time to understand that. That's something I would definitely say, like my buddy outlaw, Matt Lancey, like he helped me understand that way more. He grabbed onto this, is a guy that never watched wrestling in his life, signed mm. up to wildcat sports with me. And became probably one of the, the best people they ever had. Um, which to me is like a testament to him. You coming from never watching it and then like you hold both titles at Wildcat. Um, right. Um, but I always had an issue with psychology for a long time. Um, and, you know, I always pick his brain about it because I was like, man, we started together. Why don't I get it like you did? And it could be because of the of the past um, bad habits I picked up from uh, that previous place. Um, right. They could be because of that. I'm not sure, but it, there was some, there was some, there was a series that me and him were doing against each other is where it finally clicked. We had a, we had a finish off match, a bull rope match, um, beat the shit out of each other. Cause that's just the way we work. We're stiff. Don't sorry. We'll give you the sorry before the match even starts. Um, right. And at the end of it, I felt like I could definitely tell something clicked finally. 
but that was like five, six years in yeah. <laughs> at Wildcat. Um, it took me a while. So, but what ultimately helped me really get there is when I spent the time at WAW with Soraya Knight. Um, mm. Me and another uh, guy that was trained at Wildcat Sports, Jay Spade, we went together uh, and basically did the American tag team gimmick. Um, what we we had a match against each other, did everything we had in our books for the first match there during these uh during their shows, and the crowd didn't give a shit. <laughs> we were th- I, I I ended up almost breaking my knee in the first match. We still had thirty days. Um, I did a tilt the world backbreaker on Spade, boom, and my leg gave out. I don't know what happened. If it wasn't for my AMA knee pads, high spots calling you out. If it wasn't for those knee pads saving me, um, I couldn't continue the rest of the tour. Um, And we had to work around it. I didn't really feel it until after the match, but we did everything in the book. And right after that, Soraya pulls it to the side and kind of like, hey, breaks it down for us. Hey, there's a way to work and there's a way not to be worked. And um, she, so she makes us watch her husband and her son, her uh, grandson wrestle, our our RKJ, um, and uh, Big Night, um, and uh, we're watching the match, and the entire match was maybe twenty minutes long, and they may have did five moves total, but the crowd was so fucking into it, and fucking like pulling at the teeth, loving everything they were doing that me and Jay were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So like after like seeing that, that time that we spent there, we got, we got more into it, more into it, more into it, more into it. And, 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 uh, Saraya and I was kind of filling us in like, Hey, y'all got it. Y'all fucking understand it now. And I would say that's the time where I like, like I got the psychology part, but then like I got the polishing on it from going to the right. UK, um, which I ended up going the following year, the following year? No, the year after that. So that was tw- I had to be 2017. So I went back 2019. Um, and it felt perfect. There was a guy that I was wrestling with every single day, Niwa from New Zealand, probably the best New Zealand wrestler I've seen in a long time. And someone that I got to able to lock horns with. Um, we did, we were in the middle of a match and we did the, we did this. Uh, I was heel. He was face. Um, he's like a big New Zealander. Does the haka, all that, all that shit. Ringo Paki, he, all that kind of shit. Right, um, right, right. And uh, we decided to just have fun. So we we put our spots in, and we're thinking like, what's the way that we can just have fun? We know the match is going to end with a super kick. <laughs> okay, I have an idea. Um, so we played a. Uh, his entrance music was We Will Rock You. Um, and he was doing the stomp with it as like the sweet chin music. But he'd do it with his foot. And the crowd got so into it um, for the beginning of the match. They hated me. The, they had the front row was punching me for some reason, damn kids. And um, yeah, I had kids punch me. I had, a la- I had a lady push me to the railing. I was like, I, was like, I can't swing at these people. They're here to watch a right, show. Like- <laughs> Man. Um, but in the middle of the match, um, I'm doing the heat on Niwa, knocking him down, beating him up. He's looking at me with a huge smile on his face. And I'm like, what the fuck is he 
what what the hell is going on? And all I hear from him, we got him. We fucking got him, mate. Because <laughs> the crowd was so into what we were doing. They hated me. They loved him. They fed into every spot we did. And just hearing, like, hearing him say that just made me go, fuck, I know, hell yeah, I know what the fuck I'm doing. And I, then as I see him smiling, I punch him in the face, I'm like, stop smiling, you're going to make me break character, asshole. <laughs> And then we get to the, you know get to the finish where I miss my I miss a frog splash turn around he does he feeds up the 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 crowd's in doing it with him and he gives me the super kick one two three they yeah. fucking were on their feet loving it and to make it even better it was the first match oh wow <laughs> and, see and everyone behind us was so pissed it was hilarious but we were such we were on such a high like we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Right. And to this day, me and Iwa still talk about that match. I say, when are you going to throw the sweet chin? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there, um, there's something about chemistry. Having chemistry with somebody else can can really, like, you know, even if it's the first match, whatever kind of match it is, you know, wherever it is in the card, having that chemistry with somebody is just, it, it can really, you know, turn just that match that was just supposed to be, oh, it's just, you know, filler match, whatever. It can really turn a match to the match tonight. I know one time, um, oh god, what a! Uh, I think when I back or I, technically I still do, uh, but I was it was the first time I was defending my social media championship, and I was going against uh, Nick Anders, uh, which uh, he was uh, he was part of, he was actually part of the uh, the uh, Fatal Four Way Tag match that we just had. <clears throat> But me and Nick, we, we kind of just have this chemistry. We're still kind of still new. You know, I've been doing it off and on for about five, six years. I think he's been doing it for maybe maybe about two years, maybe three years now. Uh, but, you know, we, we had a match, and there was a bunch of veterans around. And, and you know, I, I think it, it was just a really – it was one of those, like, sh- you know, shithole shows where everything just went wrong. And then you got these, like, veterans who don't need to be wrestling anymore. just like, oh, we're going to set a table on fire. My girlfriend's going to get involved and take us to Sarabio. But it's just going to pop back up like nothing happened. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, do not. Don't you dare disrespect wrestling like that, sir. How, I'm like, ma'am, you can have the fucking break. <laughs> um, but me and him had a match, you know, that's uh, and that's when I introduced, you know, doing my stole, uh, doing the stunner. I call it the Hey Girl Stunner. Um, oh, God. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, bi- I bitch slap him first. I, I normally do a bitch slap first, like a real hard bitch slap. Bam, kick him. Bam. And then do the stunner. Um, but you know, went out there, had a good match. Um, you know, of course, every match I have, I'm just like, oh, I was shitty, whatever. Um, but that night, we ended up getting match of the night, um, and it was it was it was really really great. And I was like, man, it was it was the chemistry. I was like, we had never worked. I mean, it was our first time working each other, but we just kind of like I told him what I was comfortable doing, you know, what I you know what I'm good at doing. And it was, I mean, mind you, the whole match maybe have been like 11, 12 minutes. But I mean, we. We did maybe like four moves, and that's in total. Like I think he did two moves, I did two moves, and the rest of us was kind of just you know generic heat, you know, uh, little comeback here and there. Um, I did my fucking car wheel uh, somersault move or whatever, um, but it's just it's something about that that chemistry. Um, and and so I, I I go into my my next and final question. Um, have you ever like? 
gone to a promotion or, or just, you know, been booked at somewhere where, you know, you're kind of new, you don't really know anybody. And, you know, you kind of have to, they, they kind of want you to do certain things and you're just like, mm, or, you know, they want the match to go a certain way. And you're just like, mm. like, I feel like I could do it. Like I have a better idea of not to make it so stale and also, I know with some promoters, sometimes there's like, no, this is just the way it is. Fuck you for doing your own thing, whatever. Um, so how, how do you go about trying to, like, navigate that? Because I know sometimes, you, you know, some promoters are just like, oh, this is how I want it to go. And you're just like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But so when it comes to the, the, the politics part of certain matches, like when they... I'm known for, um, this is something I've done before plenty of times. If I hear the go home, I roll you up one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> or I make you roll me up right there. There's no spot to end it unless we know it's like not a, like, it all depends on the situation. Um, there's been, there's been, I've had at least three matches where I can tell, like, we just started. We're nowhere near the middle of it. And I hear the mm-hmm. go home. That usually means something's wrong. And I just either, roll them up because I'm getting the win. Are they going to – I put them in a position where I don't kick out. Yeah. And um, and we go from there and just go to the back and figure, get the feedback, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the right. thing I like to do when it comes to, like, a promoter saying, hey, this is what I want done, um, I just acknowledge what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I align with them on what they're talking about, and I assure them it's going to be done. Um, will it be exactly what they said? Probably not. But if it but if it feels right, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Either they're still going to get the same outcome, and if, right. if you know, I'd rather ask for forgiveness. There you go. Um, yep. So like, it really just depends um, on how like on what they're looking for. Um, if they're trying right. to get a certain point across, then yeah, man. Okay, cool. No problem. This is your show. I'm just here to work for you. Yeah. We're all independent right. contractors. So if you want me to go out there, um, Uh, if you want me to go out there and just get my ass kicked, no problem. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this. So, um, and I said it was my final question. I have one more final question. No worries. So, uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just like recent encounters I've had. Um, and like I said, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, I totally understand, but I don't know if it's just me, but I've, I've noticed like, the locker room sometimes and, and, and at Fearless Pro, we, we you know, um, for those of y'all don't know, Fearless Pro is, uh, you know, me and my buddy Tyler's uh, promotion that we run. Um, I really try to pride myself on locker room etiquette. Everybody comes in, uh, you know, everybody comes in and hold on one second. Oh. Oh. Uh, sorry, this is my husband. Um, <clears throat> but I really try to, you know, have respect for everybody, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, Bulldog Justin Walker, uh, I love that man to death. He, he, it's, you know, it was Saturday was my first night being a promoter slash worker at the same time. Um, <laughs> I love the chaos. It was, <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Uh, but even, even my, even my friend or even Justin was like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, you just call yourself the, uh, you know, you're the promoter. You don't have to say like co promoter or coder. He's like, it may be two of y'all, but it's like you're you're the promoter too. Like this is your show. Like 
You tell people what they need to do. You don't ask. You tell them. I'm just like, I just, I just, what? I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm new with this. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> but I really pride myself on Fearless Pro. We, I, and and I, I'll say this is the same for Hurricane Pro as well. Those are two locker rooms that I've been at where there's nothing but like respect, peace, and just, you know, um, there's not a lot of drama. You know what I'm saying? But but right. there's some places I go to and, you know, it may uh, here recently in the past, like maybe year, I've noticed some real toxic locker rooms, um, you know, whether they be talking shit about their own guys or whether they're talking shit about, you know, new guys coming in, whatever the case may be. Um, how do you how do you navigate that? Um, I, you know, because I know sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll bring into conversation or sometimes like, Oh, well, what'd you think of that match? And I'm like, oh, you know, honestly, we all go out there and do our best. And I, you know, I just, that's it. Sometimes we have bad nights. Sometimes we have good nights. It, it is what it is. But I, I try to stay out of the politics of the locker room because it can really get toxic. So have you ever been in a situation to where you're in the locker room and it's a toxic situation? You don't have to say names or anything, but just, you know, you're kind of just like, Ooh, that energy's off. And mm, it's not a good time. Um... The ultimate answer is yes. Unfortunately, it's still out there. It's a thing that yes. you deal with. Um, yeah. I will say this one thing I did. Uh, I, ha- I have a hard time with paranoia. I have a problem with that. That's something I've been working on personally myself. Um, right. And uh, for me now, I can definitely say with a clear mind, I just don't give a fuck. Um, if if there's if you got a fucking issue with me, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah. Right. If, if I'm right. here, I'm gonna do my shit, and I'm gonna show you who the fuck I am. Right. I know what I'm capable of. I know who trained me, and I know what I was taught. Right. And I and I stand behind it. Um. So when it comes to like a toxic environment for me now, it's just I just gotten to the point where. I, Give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, look, right. if you want to be all fucking pissy, uh, petty bitch over there, okay, go for it. You can cry. You can cry to your friend over there, but if you step in the ring with me, you'll know for a fact that I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm right. here to work with somebody and put on a good a good show. Exactly. Um, even if there's personal beef between me and anyone, um, mm-hmm. And we're in the ring together. That shit goes out the window. It's not about right. it's not about hurting the other person. And I've worked with people who we've definitely had heat, real heat. And I never let that get in the way of my performance. Right. Um, uh, I've and and speaking of great locker rooms, Hurricane Pro is someone I worked for multiple times. They're great people over there. Curtis is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Cur- Curtis runs a real professional show. I am. Um, He's really great. Like nothing, nothing. Um, he he can be a little tense sometimes, especially with newer guys. Uh, I've I've kind of felt his wrath a little bit, but uh, yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's 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 a great promoter, great guy. Uh, runs a very you know respectable top notch promotion. We uh here here's another example of like a toxic um, I guess you could say locker room. There is a match that I had with a, a guy that I really got along with. And we had a third person in there, third a three-way match, as always. And um, it wasn't it wasn't that it was toxic. It was more of 
the guy didn't really trust us to, or he didn't want to like okay. even talk to us about what was going on. Right. So we were like, uh, how are we going to put this together? How are we, okay. What do, I mean, how we do this? If he doesn't want to talk to us. Um, and then finally, at some point, you know, finally get getting together and actually talking about the match when you realize the third guy doesn't really care what you're saying. So we get to the match, me and the other guy. Um, we know exactly what we're doing. Um, the third person just tried to shit on the match. So we went hard way. We called it a day. We're like, all right, cool. This is the way it's going to be. We're going to fuck you up because <laughs> you don't want to pay attention. You don't want to work right. with us. We're trying to be we're trying to be polite and try to work with you. But if you're going to sit there and try to hurt me, absolutely not. And then me and him would continue to work as professionals, as right. you should. No matter what the heat is, it should always be professional. Um, and at the end of it, the guy after the match, the guy disappeared. Oh we wow! Didn't really? We didn't see him for the rest of the day. We want we and honestly, we wanted to talk to him. And go, what the fuck happened? Did yeah. you even pay attention to anything we talked about? Um, even though in the match, me and the other guy knew what was going on. Like the guy just didn't. Either he was high, like, like we couldn't tell, or um, he just didn't give a fuck yeah. about putting on a good show. And this is, and what's crazy is this is a guy that I used to watch before I even started training. Oh, wow. And it kind of sucked for me because I was like, I was kind of excited to work the dude. Um, yeah, realizing that, how, I guess that's the thing when I say don't, don't ever meet your heroes or people that you idolize, you know? Well, I wouldn't call him a hero. It's just someone I watched on MySpace. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wait, back when MySpace was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call him a fucking hero, but he was definitely a guy I was like, man, fuck, you know, I kind of wanted to work with him because I watched him since I was a kid, basically. Um, right. But I mean, the toxic environment thing, like I said, for me, like uh, coming out of the military, um, being yelled at most like for 14 days, 14 weeks straight, my patience level is really super high. Um, if you mess something up in a match and you hurt me, I let it go. If it happens a second time, okay, I let you. I give you a little stiff one. Hey, man, come on, that sucked. But if you hit me a third time, now it's a fight. Yeah. Like now it's different. Okay, look, this is a whole different person you're meeting now. Um, yeah, I know. Look, I don't. I'm not a body guy, and that's perfectly fine. But I do know how to protect myself. To make sure that I'm safe and you're safe. <laughs> so exactly. if you're safe with me, we're gonna have a good match. So toxic exactly. environments for me is like I just don't give a fuck. I don't care. If you want to be a bitch about it, I'll give you. I am very good at giving feedback, and I will give you negative specific feedback for you to work on. And if you don't want to yeah. receive that feedback, you shouldn't work the show. Right. That's exactly. simple. Yeah. I agree. One hundred percent. And that comes, from, that comes from my coaching at Wildcat. Like, I helped uh, train Edron Stone, one of the guys that wrestled your promotion. And I helped train yeah. Johnny Flex. And I helped train Nathan Bradley, Jay Spade, Danny Flamingo. Like, the, the list goes on and on of people that came out of Wildcat who I've helped had some type of development uh, training for them, um, which helped me understand how to give feedback properly when it comes to the wrestling world. Right. Um. So, yeah, ultimately, don't give a fuck. 
I feel that, man. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time, um, you know, to talk with me and get everything together. Uh, as far as our next show, we're, we're thinking October 10th, uh, give or take, we don't have another fucking hurricane, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, um, I think, like I said, Tyler said something about, uh, doing some kind of like, mm, some, some kind of like mixed promotion where there's some kind of like Texas tournament thing going on that he wants us to be involved in. Um, so we won't really be running like storylines. I think we'll just have like maybe just our main storylines that we have going on, uh, which is Mayhem Mafia versus the upcoming formation of the Misfits. Yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're in some kind of like like Mayhem or some kind of tournament they have going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but um, I think that's going to be – I think October 10th will be the first uh, like kind of thing – or addition of how that's going to work out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and give your experience and knowledge of the wrestling world. Hey, thanks for having and, me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I hope to uh, hopefully work you soon. Um, oh, that'd be fun. Hell yeah. Right? Like, I'm kind of, I'm already thinking like, hmm, I'm like, ooh, something like that. That might be fun. Um, and at some point, we will be starting another tournament uh, through Fearless Pro. We're uh, we're creating a new title. Well, it's not a new title. Uh, we're recreating the belt of one of our old titles. So I think we're gonna kind of have some kind of tournament of that going on pretty soon. But hopefully, I can get you kind of you know get your name in there, kind of uh, kind of have you in there working for that for that title. Cool, I'm down. But yeah, man, uh, stay safe, stay safe during this hurricane, and of course, you know, COVID's still a bitch, so she's still out there. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking horror. Yeah, 2020, y'all. 20 fucking 20. There's fucking hoes but, uh, in this house. Look, right, look, okay? Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, that's been another episode of uh, My GBF with Mikey Sparkles. Thank you again uh, for joining me, Soko. Hopefully, we get to see each other soon and work each other. If not, um, I'd love to have you on the card in some capacity. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Be safe out there. You too. All right, bye.